Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Hello, hello, hello! I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Feels like we haven't chatted forever. Um, it's about 7 o'clock Monday evening. And I'm recording this later than usual because I've been busy. And I put the finishing touches. And I'm not here to really promote anything. But hey, you know, we can use the, the forum when we can. But my man Ross Tucker hooked, uh, hooked me up with a gig with the people at Draft Digest. You know, they put out a, uh, a, a draft guide every year. And I wrote... All the team needs, all these snippets for them. Um, I picked a guy that they might target in the first round. Like, you know, 12,000 words of content I, I wrote for this Draft Digest um, guide that's going to be coming out very, very soon. Um, go to 2017draftdigest.com to order it and use my promo code MATT, M-A-T-T, and you'll save a couple bucks on it. But you, you'll get all the content that I wrote as well as Fran Duffy. If you're not familiar with Fran Duffy, he's excellent. Him and Ross host a draft podcast together. You should certainly check that out. Fran works for the Eagles. I met him at the Combine. Good dude. Really, really an up-and-comer. But he wrote every draft profile. You know, So there's going to be a lot of content in there, and the majority of it should hold up from now all the way until the draft. There's not going to be that much changes in team needs. Um, and all those type of things. But that's what I've been swamped with today because all of a sudden the, the deadline hit and we had to make a bunch of changes. And so go to 2017draftdigest.com, use the promo code MATT, and uh, check it out. But I wanted to go uh, through something I've I'd had to do that I've never done before. You know, I, I worked at ESPN for 10 years and, and they have a phenomenal stats and information group, you know, I mean, uh, an advanced a- analytics group, and we would get all these emails from them, you know, with all kinds of facts and whatnot about, um, you know, upcoming events in the draft and all these different things, of course. So I've never had to, like, compile stats or do true research as kind of a, you know, just as a, an analytics type. I mean, I always use that information, and I'm not even sure that this is analytics. But what I did is because they wanted, and they're calling it, and it's just like a sentence for each team. They're calling it a draft ditty. Um, and it was a part of my job for this Draft Digest project was go through all the recent drafts of all the teams and find some trends or some notes or something along those lines um, that are of interest. You know, just a, a one-line thing. And I figured I'd just give them all to you now, because that's what I've been doing for like the last two hours. And I'm frankly, I'm not really good at it. I've never done that very much. So I decided, you know, that that would be a great thing for you and I to talk about today. And there'll be something from every team that I found just going to drafthistory.com. Great site. I mean, they're, they have every pick and you can you know, cipher it any way you want. Um, and I found all these, you know, little snippets, these little ditties. So... I am just going to go division by division. Um, 
alphabetical order by division, you know, how I sort pretty much everything I do, and read off what I found out and maybe throw a, you know, a couple little tidbits in there too. Um, the Bills. So this is kind of crazy. In the last 20 drafts, and you, you know, obviously if you do things like the last 20 drafts, most teams there's going to be a lot different people making the picks over those times. You know, I mean, this goes back a ways. But then the last 20 drafts, with the Bills' first selection in their in their respective draft, has either been a defensive back or a running back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> defensive backs doesn't throw you off, but McGahee and Spiller and some of those guys you forget about too. I mean, their first pick in the last 20 drafts, half the time has been a defensive back or a running back. That's kind of odd to me. All right, next on the list are the Miami Dolphins. I'm just kind of geared up about this because this whole project for Draft Digest was fun. Again, use a promo code Matt. And, you know, I've never done this sort of research before, so I'm kind of giddy about it right now. But anyways, the Dolphins' first pick in four of their last drafts has been an offensive lineman. Tunsil recently, Jones, Pouncey. Uh, that goes all the way back to Jake Long. That was nine drafts ago. So nearly half of their last nine's first pick has been an offensive lineman. Some of these are less startling than others. But you know, this is just things I came up with, just looking at the recent history of these guys' drafts. You know, and some of it's relevant because, you know, for example, I don't think it would shock any of us if the, they do it again. You know what I mean? That Or Buffalo drafts a defensive back in the first round. That wouldn't be crazy talk. They're not going to take a running back. I doubt they'll take a defense back either. They might, but, you know, Miami could take a guard with their first pick. You know, they could do it again. The Patriots, who are now really light on draft picks, but and they trade more draft picks, I think, than anyone. I don't have that number in front of me. But they still have averaged nine point nine and a half selections players per draft over the last eight years. That's a big number. I mean, you get awarded seven. They make a ton of trades, and they still bring in between, on average, nine and ten rookies for every draft class. You know, it's kind of throw a lot of things at the fans, see kind of what hits, and makes sense. It's, it's obviously working for them, and they miss on a lot of picks. I mean, as good as an organization as the Patriots are, you go to drafthistory.com and pull up the Patriots drafts. <coughs> There's a lot of misses in there, you know, but they make up for it with volume, and I'm curious how that comes between now and then, too. You know, they can trade Malcolm Butler. They can trade Jimmy Garoppolo. They can trade down with some of their picks and just accumulate a ton. Or are they going to say, it, you know, go buy the next Marquevis Mingo or Kyle Van Noy? I mean, they, they spend a lot of their picks on veterans. The Jets. This is a little crazy. The last time that New York Jets used their first pick on offense was for Mark Sanchez in 2009. And their defense isn't very good. You know, that's that's kind of, you know, there's always and a but or, you know, and their defense isn't all that good. You know, I mean, they have a lot of really good defensive linemen from that group and, you know, but Pryor and Lee and some of those other dudes of late, I mean, they're okay, you know, but you would think that if, you, if your first pick was on defense every year since 2009, you'd be freaking loaded. Well, they're not. The Ravens, here's another one, and this, this one probably won't shock you if you know anything about Baltimore and their love for 
you know, supplemental picks or compensatory picks. I always call them supplemental picks, compensatory picks. But over the last four draft classes, they've made 39 draft picks. So that's almost 10, you know, 10 per year for Baltimore. You would think, though, I mean, if you look at those 39 picks, there's not many you're doing jumping jacks about right now. You know, I mean, their drafting has been a little overrated of late. And that's one of their big problems. You know, they're very uh, compensatory pick reliant, but you got to hit on them, too. The Bengals, this probably isn't a shock to you. I had a hard time coming up with one. But in three of their past five drafts, the Bengals' first selection has been a cornerback. You would think you'd be loaded a cornerback. If you're going to take three first-round picks in the last five years a corner, you would think that you have Denver lockdown-type corners. Well, they don't. And part of that's not, you know, that's certainly not William Jackson's fault. I mean, who knows what'll, uh, you know, what he'll turn into. We haven't had a chance to see him yet. But three of the first, you know, three of the last picks in the first round have been corners. I doubt it will be this year. This one's going to continue. And I, I couldn't find accurate up-to-the-minute um, draft order because things have changed. In my most recent one, there's been a couple trades. But the Browns have selected 26 players in their past two drafts. And only 14 of them from this staff, from the last class. So the staff before this drafted a dozen too. That's a ton. Remember, you only get seven to start with. And they don't look to be slowing down anytime soon. They're going to have the most picks or the most draft capital at least over these next upcoming years too. Tons of second round picks. I mean, two first rounders this year. So it'll be interesting to me to look back over this four-year stretch, I mean, they may bring in 50 draft picks in four years. I mean, that's crazy. You know, I was talking about how nine's a big number, 10's a big number. And be curious to see what percentage they hit on. It'll be the obviously the most determining factor of the entire Browns organization. There's an outside chance that the Steelers use a first-round pick on a corner, as they did last year. And before drafting Artie Burns in the first round this past year, the Steelers hadn't used a first round corner or first round pick on the on a cornerback since 1997. That was six years removed from high school. And it was Chad Scott. So I mean, maybe their attitude towards the position has changed quite a bit, and especially during those 2000s when they weren't using picks at all on defensive backs. Houston, in the last six drafts, the Texans have drafted. Only two tight ends, and none earlier than the 65th pick overall, C.J. Fedorowicz. So there's Ryan Griffin and C.J. Fedorowicz are the only tight ends they've drafted in six years, neither one higher than 65 overall. Again, some of these stats are better than others. That's not my best work, but that's the best I could come up with. Not bad, though. I mean, it just shows you where, where teams value things. This might shock you. The Colts, who... Everyone crushes for, boy, their lines stink. Everyone's been, Gregson's been ignoring the offensive line forever. And to some degree, that's true because it depends what picks you use. But since they drafted Luck in 2012, in the last four years, I mean, since Luck's been in the league, Luck's four years in the league, the Colts have used nine picks in those, in these past four drafts on offensive linemen. I mean, and some pretty early, I mean, including Kelly last year. So it's not like they've totally ignored it. It's not just like, ah, who needs offensive linemen? Luck will be fine. I mean, that's not what's going on here. I mean, they used nine picks in the last four years on offensive linemen. 
that's substantial. It's worth talking about. The Jags, this is horrible. <laughs> Over the last decade, 10 years, if you were to compile where the Jags have earned their first round pick in the first round, you know what I mean? Like this year they're picking fourth. Uh, the Browns are picking one. You know what I mean? The Jags have averaged in the ta- in the, the last 10 drafts to own the 5.8th pick overall. Obviously, there is no 5.8th pick. but So the average draft in the last 10 years, the Jags have been picking sixth. It's horrible. <laughs> it's just horrible. It, it, there's no way around that. That's just horrible. All right. The Titans, the Titans have gone offense in six straight drafts with their first pick. Okay. Three of those picks have been on offensive linemen. You know, Lawan, Warmack, uh, Conklin of, re- of late. And two of them been on quarterbacks. You might have forgot about Jake Locker in there. So six straight drafts, they brought in offense in the first round. Kendall Wright was the other one. Um, but... Lyman and quarterbacks, and some of those guys have hit, some haven't. The two tackles have hit, Mariota's hit, the other ones didn't. That's why you keep going back to the well, I guess. This makes a lot of sense. Denver's got a great defense, right? Well, before they drafted Paxton Lynch last year, the Broncos had gone five years in a row using their first pick on a defensive player. And they've hit, you know, Von Miller and these guys, you know, Svester Williams. So that certainly adds up. You know, and then to supplement that, Denver also brought in Ware and Ward and Tlaib. And so, and they've hit on Harris and, you know, some of those guys too. But you you go five years in a row selecting a defensive player with your first pick, you should have a good defense. And they do. Um, Last year was the only year they didn't. This one's a little bonkers. The Chiefs, and this has been talked about a lot, actually. But guess the last draft class that the Chiefs used either a first or second round pick on a quarterback. And who it was. If you can name the guy, then you're out of this world. I mean, I think, I I didn't go all the way back this far, but I think the last time they used a first round pick on a quarterback was 1983 when Todd Blackledge. The Marino year, the Elway year. But the last time they even used a second round pick or, you know, a pick in the first two rounds was on Matt Blunden in 1992, my freshman year in college. I mean, I understand that you've brought in Montana and Bono and Trent Green and Alex Smith and, you know, you've got quarterbacks from other places. But still, I mean, is that going to change this year? You know, I tried to pick things that might change this year or keep up with the trend or just really stood out. This one's crazy to me, too. The Chargers, in the last nine years of drafting, the earliest the Chargers picked a wide receiver in those entire nine drafts was Keenan Allen at 76th overall. So they haven't used a top 75 pick on a wide receiver in the last nine years. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I, I think it's telling. Not that they're bad at receiver, but it shows what they valued over the years, and receiver isn't one of them. And it goes to one of my bigger arguments that Philip Rivers is one of the most underrated quarterbacks of this generation. You know, he makes chicken soup out of chicken crap. 
The Raiders. Here, which one we have? We said with the, with the exception of 2015, when they drafted Amari Cooper, the earliest the Raiders have drafted a wide receiver in the last seven years. So if you take the Cooper pick out of the equation, in the last seven draft classes, the earliest wide receiver the Raiders took was the fourth round. So no day one or two wide receivers except for Amari Cooper just a couple years ago. Brian Crabtree, obviously, and, you know, took Hayward Bay the year before that, but still, I mean, it's telling. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. Before you lies a beautiful meadow. In that meadow, Progressive Direct has placed its auto insurance rates alongside those of competitors. You select the lowest rate and feel a great sense of calm. A great sense of Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates so you can rest easy. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. All right, we got a little bit of late breaking news. You know, I told you guys to download the score app. I work for the score, write for the score. Uh, just popped up that the it's 7.15 here on Monday evening. The Jets agree to a one-year contract with Josh McCown. Matt, who gives a crap about that? Well, my initial thoughts are, I like this move. From And I'm really going to go big picture here on him. I and I'm speculating like crazy. I just heard it one second ago. But I would think that you then don't bring any other quarterbacks in. I mean, you've got to think, as much as you you know, all you Jets fans out there might not like Petty or Hackenberg, they're going to make the team next year. I mean, so if you go into next year with Hackenberg, Petty, and McCown, who's considered a smart dude, a really good mentor, uh, would be a really good influence on those guys behind the scenes, can hold down the fort, and is better than people think, can hold down the fort if disaster strikes, and these guys are dreadful. That goes back to how I've been saying all offseason how I would handle the Jets is treat it like the Browns. You know, if you lose 16 games, you lose 16 games. Or at least find out about these quarterbacks. Use your picks and resources elsewhere. Don't go get a cutler so you can go 4-12 and instead of 2-14. and You know what I mean? Like the productive struggle, we call it. You know, so I think McCown signing indicates that they're thinking the same way I am. All right. Let's go through the NFC here. Dallas. Since selecting Des Bryant in 2010, that was a first rounder, the Cowboys have only used one pick in the first three rounds on a wide receiver. So it was Terrence Williams. So you got to think about that. That's six draft classes of first, second, third round picks, and only one of those dudes has been a wideout. Interesting. You know, Witten's been there. That makes it a little easier. They got Cole Beasley, but he wasn't a star two years ago. How about this? I know Eli Manning has been ultra durable, and he's clearly their franchise quarterback. And I, I've been saying I'm worried he's done. But taking this approach might bite the Giants. Is Ryan Nassib, or Nassib, however you say it, is the only quarterback the Giants have drafted in the past seven drafts. None. Not even a seventh rounder. You know, they've only taken one quarterback in seven draft classes. I mean, there's a lot of people that know a lot more about football that believe you should take a quarterback basically every year. 
And if you hit on one out of three or one out of four, you're doing great. Well, uh, that's what the Giants did. Most of us think the Eagles are going to use their first-round pick on a corner. I think they're you know, certainly the leader in the clubhouse. If I were to put a chip down, what position are the Eagles going to take? The last time they used a first-round pick on a corner was 2012, Lito Shepard. Actually, that's 2002. That's a misprint there. I'm sorry. There's no way that that's right. Yeah, that's not 2012. Yeah, I had paused there and double-checked that and went to drafthistory.com. That was a typo. Sent them in, in the... <laughs> into the guys telling them that I screwed up. That happens. You know, I mean, I'm not ashamed of that or anything. Anyways, the last time the Eagles used a first-round pick on a cornerback was Lito Shepard in 2002. Well, that's a heck of a lot better, different deal than using one in 2012, Matt. So that makes sense. And I think that's finally going to change. But in the 2017 draft, that's 15 years later, dude. This is another crazy one. Matt Jones is the only running back that the Redskins have used a first or second day pick. Again, that's a first, second, third rounder since 2002 as well. And he isn't good and he was a third round pick. So it shows you what that organization values in terms of running backs. You know, it's been basically 15 years. They've used one top three round pick on a running back. Craziness. This one probably doesn't surprise you, and it all kind of adds up. But since 1987, I mean, that was a long time ago, <laughs> the Bears have used one first-round pick in a quarter, on a quarterback, and that was in 1999 for Cade McDowell. So, you know, 87, they drafted Harbaugh. And I'm not going to say that was a bad pick. I mean, he played. But... They've used one first-round pick on a quarterback since 87, and it was a bust. Cade McNown. It's horrible. Horrible. Not that it's terrible work by them, but it's horrible that that's, you know, what you're, you're reaping what you sow type of deal. Uh, the Lions. In the top three rounds of the draft, the Lions have a five-year streak going of selecting at least one offensive lineman. And, well, <laughs> Reef is gone, but... Now it looks like they have a great offensive line, although they assigned two from outside the organization to make that <laughs> complete. But five years in a row now, they've used you know a, 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 at least one offensive line selection in the top three rounds. Those are the money rounds. Uh, this one's not super exciting, but you'd think they'd be a heck of a lot better on defense because of it. But the Packers' first pick in the last five drafts has all been on defense. Five defensive players in a row for the Packers in five drafts with their first overall pick. And their defense isn't real good. The Vikes, this is bizarre to me too. In 2007, the Vikings drafted Adrian Peterson with the seventh overall selection. That was a while ago. I mean, this has been Peterson's whole career. Since then, they've only drafted two running backs in the, the subsequent, subsequent nine draft classes. So, yeah, you know you got a total stud and you got a Hall of Famer. Didn't draft a running back at all besides two of them. In, and it was Toby Gerhardt and McKinnon. And was, Rhett Ellison is called a running back on drafthistory.com, but I didn't count him. He's a fullback or a tight end. Uh, he's a fullback. So, since 2007, when they drafted Peterson, they've only drafted two running backs. I am like a seventh-round pick. That's insane to me. Um, 
Over the last four draft classes, the Falcons have made nine picks in the top 68. I know that's sort of confusing. But basically, first-rounders, second-rounders, very early third-rounders. They've had nine picks in the last four classes. Eight of them have been on defensive players. Jake Matthews is the only one that they've used an early pick on in the last four classes that on offense. And they had the best offense in the league. But a young, improving defense. Yeah, it's paying off. Again, you know, they're, they hit defense very hard these last couple of years. And, but they had the best offense in the league, despite not only using one of those picks in the last four years on offense. Uh, the Panthers. They drafted Jonathan Stewart, if you remember, in the first round, 2008. This is sort of like the, the Viking one. The only pick they've used before the 174th pick overall in the draft at running back was Mike Goodson with the 111th pick the year after they took Stewart. So what that means is Stewart, they took Stewart in the first round, 2008. They took Goodson at 111th overall in 2009. And then they only used one pick in the top 174 overall on a running back since. Well, maybe they shouldn't have. They could have used a backup for him these last couple of years. This shouldn't surprise you, but you would think their defense would be better because of it. The Saints have drafted a defensive player with their first selection seven times in the last nine years. First round, first pick over, their first pick in the draft, no matter what it was, seven of the last nine years has been on defense. Defense is getting a little better, but still pretty bad. And two years ago, it was historically bad. All right. This one's starting to turn around. We saw it certainly in the second half of last year. But in seven of the last ten drafts, so over the last decade, seven of the t- seven times the Tampa Bay Bucks' first pick has been on defense. And all none of them are linebackers. They've all been defensive backs or defensive linemen. So seven of the last ten drafts, they've taken defensive back or defensive lineman with their first pick. Again, it's paying off, although their defensive backfield isn't very good. And it could happen again. I mean, I think they might take a safety. And going back to New Orleans, I think they're going to take a defensive player. You know, they're going to keep, that, keep it rolling. Keep throwing it at them. Um, this one, I bet they wish they had now. But since the Cardinals took Matt Leinert in the first round in 2006... And remember, Kurt Warner fell into their lap, and that worked out quite well for them. But they haven't used a pick on the first two days on a quarterback since 2006. And even like when Warner, you know, I mean, you think. I mean, Warner got old with the cards. They didn't draft anybody. They got Palmer. He's getting old with the cards. Didn't draft anybody. Maybe, I mean, I would hope that changes this year. But since Leinert, no quarterback in the top three rounds of the draft in 10 years, 11 years. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Crazy. The Rams' last 14 players that they've added to the team via the draft, and that includes one supplementary pick. So all the draft picks they've used, the last 14 draft picks they've used, 
13 offensive players. <laughs> 13 out of 14 of their last draft picks have been on offense. That's a little nuts. I mean, you can see why. The offense still stinks. Defense is still good. Defense is starting to show chinks in the armor, like maybe you should have picked a defensive player and help us out here a little bit. Um, but interesting. This one's not mind-boggling, but their defense isn't very good to show for it. The Niners have gone defense with their first pick four straight years. Eh, not shocking. You know, one of those was Jimmy Ward. I mean, the two defensive ends. Yeah, Eric Reed was the, the, the furthest back. No one's a world beater. Defense isn't a world beater. But that's what they've done. This, is, this one might shock you the most. And I just put this on Twitter. And it's the last one. In the past three drafts, everyone loves to talk about how Seattle, ah, well, they'll just bring in a bunch of defensive players and basketball you know, players, and they're going to give them to the Tom Cable and say, make an offensive line out of it. Well, that's not really what they've done. <laughs> I mean, believe it or not, their line still stinks. But in the past three draft classes, Seattle has drafted five offensive linemen all within the top four rounds. I'm showing three drafts, fourth round, third round, second round, and first round. They've brought in five guys who've all been in the league now one, two, or three years that are all offensive linemen. Folks, that's not ignoring the position. You know, I mean, that's not to mention the defensive goofs and, uh, you know, the basketball players and that kind of stuff too. So they have drafted for linemen. So, Again, this all comes from the uh, the Draft Digest article or you know piece I'm working with with Ross Tucker. He set me up with Fran Duffy. It's good stuff. Again, use my promo code if you're going to order it at 2017draftdigest.com. It's not expensive anyways. And if you use the promo code Matt, you save a couple bucks too. Uh, and you'll get all Fran's uh, reports, which are excellent. And you'll get all my uh, breakdowns of team needs and whatnot too. So good stuff. Uh, that's going to do it. See you later. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17